0: Hey, this is Eric and welcome to Control Alt Achieve for November 14th, 2022. In this episode, we take a look at seven EdTech links of the week. Well, hey, welcome everyone to Control Alt Achieve Live for November 14th, 2022. Thank you so much for joining me, whether you're watching live or watching or listening uh, to the recording in the future. Uh, As usual, all of the resources can be found at bit.ly slash caa-live for Control-Alt-Achieve-Live. This will open up a Google document for you, where on the second page of the document, you will find all of the links that we will be exploring tonight. Now, as usual, I have resources that I've come across recently and then I also have resources that I have created. Uh, We're gonna start with the resources that I have come across recently. Got five of those from the last week. So let's go ahead and dive on into those here first. Um, And tell you what, let me go ahead and make the screen go full screen so you guys can see that a little bit easier. I'll hide myself there. And I think I'll take off that extra banner there for the moment so we can see everything a little bit easier uh, while we're doing this. Awesome. All right, so the first thing that we're going to take a look at is a Chrome web extension called Unhook. Now, this is one that I came across while I was at the Georgia Educational Technology Conference. I was doing a session on YouTube, uh, and I was sharing you know, a lot of fun YouTube tips and tricks. And actually, if you're curious about that particular uh, session uh, and the resources for that, you can always get to those here i'll pull that up for us here as well you can always get to that at bit.ly slash youtube tips that's the resource document that that session is based off of and there's uh, lots and lots and lots of resources in there where we cover a lot of creative a lot of uh, good ideas on how to use youtube in the classroom and maybe things that maybe you have not been taking advantage of well Anytime I'm teaching a session, uh, I think I've said this many times, I I hope to learn as well as teach, as well as share information. Um, And I did in this session, uh, one of the attendees told me about this extension called Unhook as a way to help clean up. YouTube and remove distractions. In the session, I have been talking about uh, using the YouTube no cookies mode as a way to reduce distractions. And there's a whole section in here where I talk about uh, doing that. And that's still a great option, the no cookies option in YouTube. Um, but I did not know about the unhook extension. And so I went ahead and tried that out and it is fantastic. So let me go ahead and show you real quick how this works. This is a totally free extension so i'm just going to head on over to youtube here and at the moment i've got the extension turned on but i don't have anything i don't have anything uh you know uh, activated yet so if i come up here and click on the extension you can see the extension is actually you know running i just have everything turned off as far as the options here and so basically the way in hook works is you can come to this um to the extension here on the top And you can basically turn on or off any of these different features inside of YouTube that you would like to turn on or off. So if you end up Turning off a bunch of things, then things will start disappearing one by one. So let's let's try this out. Let's say we pull up. Uh, I'll just pull up one of my old videos here. Eric and in this we'll, video, we'll pause that so we don't listen to me talking twice. There. Uh, so let's say I pull up this video of mine. And of course, what you've got is you've got comments down below. You've got a description. You've got uh, you know the uh, uh, the suggested videos over on the side. Lots and lots of stuff going on there. Well, if I come up here and I click on unhook. I can start turning things off. So for example, let's, uh, let's see, let's start with, we'll, uh, we'll decide what we want to take off here first. We'll just start from the bottom. We'll start uh, re- removing some of these things like the, the subscription option and the shorts, and we'll just start removing some of these things at the bottom until we get up to a spot where we're going to start, here we go, video info. This would be where we can start seeing some things take effect. For example, we could say we want to hide the description of the video. And boop. The description just disappeared. We could say we want to hide the channel, the videos from. Oh, I just disappeared. Uh, We could say we want to hide the buttons that are related to uh, that particular video. Now, the buttons have disappeared. And I could just do that entire section there and get rid of all of that. And then here's the comments section here, where we could come in and say, we want to get rid of the comments. Now, we could say, I just want to get rid of the profile photos. It's okay to leave the comments, but we don't want to see the profile uh, photos. Or I could hide the comments altogether. And now they're just gone. Thing with all the stuff over here on the side so let's say I want to get rid of the video sidebar uh, and so we can get rid of the transcript we can get rid of fundraisers the playlist the live chat the recommended and so on and so little by little by little we are basically cleaning up everything on this page so what I'm thinking is if I was to be showing a video in class This would be nice because I could go to YouTube. I don't have to worry about running through a third party tool. I have to find some other service that I go to and then I run the video through that. I can still just go to regular old YouTube, but by turning on a lot of these features here, I'm going to be able to show videos and not have any of these other things popping up here as I'm doing that. Now, if I head back to the YouTube homepage, again, I can clean up even more on the homepage there, for example. Uh, let's see, we'll just we'll just turn off a bunch of stuff here. I think... Uh, that gets rid of the, well, we probably don't get rid of the top header. That's our search. We probably want to leave that in there, but we could, let's see, get rid of the home feed. Okay, there we go. So now nothing is showing up on the home page, but I can still run a search. I could come in here and say, okay, you know, I'm looking for some videos on Chromebooks. And now when I find a video on a Chromebook that I want to click on, I can go ahead and give give, give a click on that. And now just play that video without anything else showing up at all. So really nice. I really, I really liked that. Um, See, I see a couple of questions that are uh, popping up as we are chatting about this. Peggy was asking uh, if we need to remove the distractions for for each website. Well, these are global settings within YouTube. So once I've gone in and I've said, hey, you know, I want to turn off um, the ability to show the comments below a video if i turn that back on here the comments are back but if i turn that off that's going to be every time i go into to actually play a video so that's that's fantastic and yeah we're seeing a lot of folks saying sandy's saying this is amazing i totally agree and matthew talking about hiding comments how good that is absolutely there with you matthew i just think what a nice way to be able to still use youtube in your classroom but be able to granularly turn on and off the things that you want to show. So love that. Um you know this is this is something that is an extension. So for what it's worth, uh you know keep in mind that extensions can be blocked by your school. It is possible. So if you say, "Oh, I went to click on the link and it said uh, blocked by administrator or something like that." This would be one you may need to talk to your tech folks about and say, hey, can we get this added to our approved list? And that, that's the way it is where I work. We have an approved list of extensions, like 150 or 60 extensions we have approved. And so if new ones come around, that people say, hey, I'd really love to use this. We take a look at it, we evaluate it, and then we can put it in that approved list. So definitely talk to your tech folks if you go to this link. You know that I provided here and it for some reason does not have the option if it's blocked by admin or something like this. Talk to your tech folks about that. Um, But if if it is available, then you can install it. And if not, you could definitely try it out on your personal account. If you've got a personal Gmail account Uh, when you do install the extension, just like all extensions, it's going to go in the top. Uh, right-hand corner of your Chrome browser. You saw how it's going up there and clicking on it. D- do be aware, don't forget that when extensions install, sometimes they kind of hide. And so if you do install it, but don't see it, there's a little puzzle piece button up here in the top right that lets you see all of your extensions and you can either pin or unpin them. I like to keep them pinned, which what that means then is that I'm going to always be able to see it there um, rather than unpinning it where it's gonna, I'm going to have to hunt for it each time to get to it so anyway that was one of the things i wanted to share with you guys and so hopefully you find that to be to be valuable there uh so we'll go ahead and we'll close out of that and move on to our next and again please let me know if there's other things you would add as far as you know tips and tricks for youtube and as i mentioned before um i do have that um that uh, YouTube tips uh, document at bit.ly slash Kurtz dash YouTube tips. I can drop that link into uh, the chat for anybody that would uh, like to check that one out as well. There's, uh, there's that particular link. Okay. Good, good stuff. Well, let's keep on moving. Um, the second thing was another Chrome extension that came from, again, the Georgia Educational Technology Conference. And what a great conference that was. I just gotta say, I just so, so appreciate the folks there who who brought me down as a speaker for the Georgia Conference. Nicest folks, such a well-run conference. Fantastic! Had a great, great time. Really appreciated being able to present, but again, to learn. So this next one's called Deep L. And so here's what happened. Here's how I came across this one. So for this one, I was doing a session that I do on Google tools to support all learners. So this is a session about accessibility and accommodations. So that one, that's uh, bit.ly slash support If you want to check uh, that one out, that is my Google tools to support all learners session. So I was doing this session, and we started talking about translation. And that normally doesn't always come up in this session because translation may or may not be something that that ends up being part of the conversation. Uh, it usually ends up being, part of the conversation when I'm doing my session on Google tools for English language learners so I do have another session that is specific to that and that is uh, bit.ly slash Kurtz ell google so nevertheless I was doing the session on Google tools to support all learners and we ended up talking about uh translation and supporting English language learners and somebody asked a question about hey can, can you translate things and what was happening was actually just to set the stage for you we were inside of a form here me pull up the form i was using as an example so i was just nothing fancy i was just using this very very simple google form to talk about you know speech to text how you could dictate on a chromebook for example and you would be able to have you know your words typed up for you and somebody started asking about translation you know can you translate a quiz? Can you translate, you know, what you type into the quiz? Well, as they were talking about this, the first part, I'm like, oh, sure, you can absolutely translate. Anything you come across online and I usually refer them to Google Translate, which I think Google Translate is a phenomenal extension. I love it. It's great You basically highlight anything and then you can pop up a little translation of it. So I love Google Translate. But the second part of the question for me, I didn't have an answer for. And that second part was, what about the stuff you type? can you get a translation while you're typing stuff? Can you get that translated as well? I'm like, huh. And so we tried it and Google Translate wasn't, you know, it didn't realize that the the, the stuff that I had typed inside of the text box and somebody said, hey, what about DeepL? And so there was a, an attendee in there who mentioned this and uh, I love it. So I installed the DeepL extension and basically what the DeepL extension does is at first it does behave a lot like Google Translate. It allows you to translate things online so for example if i grab some text this little pop-up appears here let me zoom in so you guys can see this better if i uh highlight some text a little pop-up appears and i can say i want to translate this now i've already chosen the language but under my settings, I could go in and change that. In this case, I said Spanish. But you could pick from you know loads of different languages here. Well, in this case, if I you know just click Translate, it's going to translate that into Spanish. I think it'll even speak it for us as well. Escriba su respuesta a continuación. Um, and of course, you can switch to a different language if you want to. Um, but very, very similar. At that point, very similar to Google Translate. I'm going, yep, this is a lot like what you'll see with Google Translate. But the cool thing is, if I were to come here and type in my answer, and I don't, we don't really have a question here. We'll just say, I have uh, one dog and three cats, which is true. I do. I do have one dog and three cats. Uh, let's say I, I type that in. Now, if I highlight that. I can still click over here on the little translate button and it will work on stuff I've typed in. So like an email or a form response, anything that I'm typing, I can click on it as well and say, I want to translate that to Spanish. And it did. I thought, oh, that's so cool. So I had not come across a tool that worked inside of text boxes and inside of you know areas where you were typing. So this was new to me to see that. I'm like, oh, that's great. So uh, that's one of the things it adds. The other thing it claims, it claims that it is over three times more accurate than other translation tools. So and it's free. Now there's a paid version that has some extra bells and whistles, but everything I'm showing you is free. You know how I am about free things. I always want to be able to show the things that that are free. So I thought that was really fantastic and wanted to get that out to people as well. All right, good stuff. I'm going to go ahead and clean up a few of these. Uh, seeing a couple of quick comments here. Uh, Deborah had mentioned about using the Extensity Chrome extension to show and hide installed extensions. And Deborah, you are correct. That is what I actually do. Um, so if you probably, I don't know if you noticed, but in the top right-hand corner there, I do have the Extensity extension because I have a lot more extensions <laughs> installed than those few, and so I use this to turn on and off extensions. So I'm I say, hey, I need to use, you know, Nimbus screenshot. I can just turn it on and now I've got Nimbus. And okay, I'm done using Nimbus. I don't need it anymore. I can just turn it off. And what's nice about that is then the extensions aren't using up memory. Uh, They're not running actively at that moment. And so that helps your computer run quicker. So, yes. Uh, absolutely, Deborah. Thanks for mentioning that. Uh, big thumbs up to Extensity. Uh, that is a, a fantastic extension. Having said that, even with Extensity, you still want to make sure at least at one point you come over here and pin these extensions, because if you don't pin them, Extensity will open them, but they'll be hidden underneath this uh, puzzle piece over there. We don't want that to happen. Uh, Awesome. Andy says, this is great for ESL students and also for parents. I agree, Andy. Absolutely true. Uh, So nice to have all of these uh, tools available to support. So I did add this to my ELL uh, uh, document. So bit.ly slash Kurtz dash ELL. I did add that in. I got a whole bunch of translation tools and now DeepL has joined the list of those. Uh, And if somebody does want to grab this document as well. I can drop that link into the chat for you guys, Uh, but they're all pretty simple. Bit.ly slash Kurtz dash, whatever the thing is. (laughs) So in this case, uh, ELL for that. All right, let's clean up all this stuff and we will keep on moving here. All right, next up. So the third thing I wanted to share was native land digital. So let me go ahead and pop this guy open here. So November is National Native American Heritage Month. Um, And so I think it's great to look for what are some good activities and what are some good tech tools and some things that we can integrate into National Native American Heritage Month. Really things we can use all year around, but for sure now uh, of of any time to to bring attention to. So I came across this site Probably maybe two years ago, a year and a half ago. And it was because of the Cobblestone Collective, which is a wonderful ed tech group up in Canada. And I was doing some work for them. And anytime that they start a session, before they really get into a session, they pause and they and they get they mention what land they're on they say i am on the land of such and such and they take time to recognize that and i thought that is so neat that they that they do that that they take that time to pause and to recognize the land that they're on and so I had to do that when I was doing sessions for them. And this is the website that they suggested I use to be able to find out that. So basically you come here and you can just put in any address. So I live in Medina, Ohio. So I'll just put in Medina, Ohio. That's that's where I live. Um, and there are two nations that uh, lived in this land. If I back up a little bit, you can get a little bit more of a perspective on here's Lake Erie, so here's Ohio. But where I live, would be the nations of the Erie Nation and the Koskoskia Nation. And so you can see that, but then you can also come over here and give a click on the links, and it's going to pop those out into their own tabs, where now I can learn more about the Erie Nation. I can learn more about the Koskoskia Nation with uh, maps and links and additional information there. So I think this is a great one to include during... Uh, National Native American Heritage Month and really, like we said, all year round. All right, let's keep on going. Speaking of maps, uh, while we're talking about maps, we'll hit this one real quick. So map chart came across this one this last week. And it is just a really simple way to make a colored map. Um, So if you've ever had a need to create a map where you have different states or countries or counties colored in, Map chart is the place to go. (laughs) This is amazing. So, what they've got is they've got maps for pretty much everything. So, sure, they've got the United States, but they've got way more than just the U.S., you know, they've got world maps and they've got europe they've got you know all of these different countries and within each country they have it either broken down by state or they have it broken down by county so wonderful wonderful starting maps to begin with and also not just that but they even have like under the us they have a section of historical maps so you can do it as it is today states or counties but you can also do historical maps. Oh, and they've also got an, an Electoral College map. So you can bring that one up and you'll get the uh, the Electoral College breakdown of maps. Uh, they've also got one here for uh, for our congressional districts. So if you want to have a map that you can color in with each con- congressional district on there. I'm just gonna go with a pretty simple one. I'm just gonna go with the states. So just the regular United States here. The point is whatever map you pick, doesn't matter. Whatever country you, you pick, whatever region you pick, once you bring the map up, you're going to get this black and gray type of a map. And now what you can do is you can come over here. And you can start picking colors. And after you pick a color, you can just click on the map. and It just fills it in for you. So let's say I wanted to do a map of like, where have I lived? Where have I visited? And where have I never gone before? So, for example, uh, if I, I might pick green for where I have lived. So I live in Ohio, obviously, but I was actually born in Florida. So I've lived in both Ohio and Florida, the only two states that I've lived in. So I could label this where I have lived Um, and then I could come up and say, okay, let's pick another one let's pick like maybe blue for like, you know, where I visited. Now for that, (laughs) I'll be clicking a long time. (laughs) I have, I have been very fortunate to get a chance to visit a lot of states doing trainings and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, I mean, just bunches and bunches and bunches and bunches and bunches (laughs) of these that I would uh, need to, uh, to fill in here. But I think I can I think I can get them. I think I'm just I'm just about I'm just about there. (laughs) I think I've got I think I got most of them. Uh, So I would say that's about right. I'm going to say that's about correct. I may be off. but I think I'm pretty close to where I have visited. And then let's do red and red could be, you know, places I haven't gone yet. And so I don't believe I could be mistaken, but I don't believe I made it to the Dakotas or Wyoming or Montana or Utah. I actually am going to Utah. I'm going to be in uh, Salt Lake City. at well, actually Provo um, for um, the for the Utah uh, Google uh, conference. I, I'm 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 I'm. I'm watching it at the moment here. I apologize. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm going to be there uh, in, uh, in the spring. Just <laughs> remember the exact date. I'll have to bring up bring up my list of all the places that that I'm going to. Uh, I usually try to keep that uh, keep a calendar online of that. Um, and yeah, it's the Set, the Set conference. So it's March 14th through 15th in Provo, Utah, UCEt. Uh, so that one's going to turn blue. <laughs> but at the moment, if anybody in the Dakotas or Washington or Montana or Wyoming would like to have me come <laughs> for a conference, I would love to uh, to chip off a few more of these. But this is where. I have not been. And so there you go. Um, I think I I think I still missed a couple over here. I was trying to do my best, but there we go. I think I got them all. And now once you're all done filling in, creating your map, it's really easy. Just scroll down and just click on preview map over here. And it's going to give you a, a final preview of the map. And you can click download map, and that's it. Ta-da! downloaded your map you get this nice png and here may pull that over so you can see it and there it is (laughs) very nice map so this would be great uh, for for students to for so many different purposes to be able to color code a map to show information Um, and again they've got maps you know all over the world not just the world but also throughout history as they got historical maps here as well so i was really impressed with uh, map chart thought that was an excellent excellent site Awesome stuff. Okay. And then I think that brings us to our last one. The last of the things I came across around the web. And then we'll take a look at what uh, I have created recently. So the fifth and final thing I've come across is LumaFusion. All right. So LumaFusion is a video editor that is now available for Chromebooks. So real quick, when it comes to video editing on a Chromebook, this is something that probably has been an area of of need. Um, There is not just a built-in video editing tool as part of the Chrome operating system. And I've often felt that's an area that you know is 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 definitely missing it would be great to just have okay and here is the chrome video editor tool that can do all of these amazing things so we do have stuff like WeVideo, video which is amazing love we video there's um there's video editing capabilities in canva and adobe um and the and apparently google photos is going to be getting some video editing features later on either this year or next year, but this is still an area that there's a great need for more options. And so I've been keeping an eye on this one for a while. They've been talking about it for like a year. So Luma Fusion actually started off its life and still is uh, an app for the ipad so this is an ios app and it's one of the highest rated apps like people just love this app it gets so much good you know um good comments from people who, who use it for 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 video editing um well luma touch the company that makes Lumafusion, said hey we're gonna make a version that runs on Chromebooks. And it, and I was like, awesome, <laughs> this is fantastic. And so I've been waiting for it. It is now available. This is beta. So there, there may be some rough edges to it still. Um, and it does cost money. Be aware this is not a free tool, but then again, Other tools are not either. If you think of something like like WeVideo, you know, that has a cost with it. Now, the difference with LumaFusion is it's a one-time cost. So we're not looking at a subscription. You're not paying something every year or something every month. You're paying a one-time cost and then you own the app. Um, now, would there be an education discount perhaps? I don't know. Again, we're just in beta at the moment, but that would be wonderful if they had that. Um, but for right now, it's, t- it's 20 bucks right now. I think the full price is gonna be 30, um, but if you get it now, it's it's just 20. So I did, I went ahead. And I installed that. So what I'm going to do is I want to show this to you guys real quick. Um, So the way we're going to do this is I've got my Chromebook sitting next to me here and I've used Chrome Remote Desktop (laughs) to connect to it. (laughs) So this is actually my Chromebook here. I've connected through Chrome Remote Desktop. So you can see that's that's my Chromebook there, uh, as you can see and um i'm just using chrome remote desktop to make that connection and what i what i can do now is i can come down here and i can bring up the program and so this is the luma fusion program and i this is very basic. <laughs> this is, I as far as what I created, what I created is very very basic. Uh, but I took some videos and pictures from my trip to Maine. So I had a chance to go to Maine um, back back in the fall. Uh, well, I guess uh, late late summer, uh, early fall. And um, uh, so I took you know some videos that I had taken while I was there, and some photos that I had taken while I was there. And I went ahead and just dropped them into this video editor program. And then I put in some uh, some music. I went to uh, the YouTube studio. There's free uh, music that you can download from the YouTube studio. I put some music behind it from there. Uh, then I threw in some transitions. I threw in a very, very simple title at the beginning. And then a title at the end. So, you know, again, nothing too fancy. I don't think I scratch the surface of what you can do here. And what I mean by that is like, if I come in here to pretty much any of these, you know, any of these uh, um, clips and I start wanting to go in and and start tweaking stuff here, there's an awful lot you can do here. So like if I come into this video clip here and I go down to the edit button, suddenly, oh my gosh, there's just all kinds of stuff. I I can edit the audio and I can edit the timings and i can edit the frame and there's just so many possibilities so there's a lot you can really start getting into um and so when it was all done uh i i created <laughs> I created a very simple video here uh i'll go ahead and uh and hit play here just so you can see it's just going to be here in the screen but hopefully it would be loud enough you guys can hear it sitting beside me here a little music in the background there Oh, now I might have to. I might have to bring up the rendered version. Looks like it's having a little trouble showing it within there. So let me just pull up the rendered version because I did. I, I rendered it. I ended up uh, uh, exporting it out. Uh, yeah. See, the, it is just taking a while to load up that that video in there. So let me just uh, let's come here and we'll minimize this and I'll go to my Files app and there it is it's just sitting in my files app we'll just bring it up and play it there so there's the video one of my hikes while i was there in maine and then that will go into oh this was wonderful this was another hike we went way up in the mountains and there's just beautiful uh it's probably a little little jittery since i'm streaming it from chrome remote desktop so yeah it looks really smooth on the chromebook but it's a little jittery on the other computer because of chrome remote desktop uh and then i just did some still photos as well and i was able to zoom and pan exactly in on like where i wanted it in each of the different photos as well and that's it i mean so um, I'm excited about this one. I think this is a good one to keep an eye on because uh, as many schools are using Chromebooks, we're looking for more, hey, there's a whale, we went whale watching, so there's there's the whale tail. Uh, we're looking for more and more tools to help support our students and us, us, us as, as, as educators. We're seeing more, more teachers and more educators are getting Chromebooks for their primary device as well. Uh, all right awesome. So if you want to check out LumaFusion, I do have some links in there. This link is to uh, the page where you can install it. And then this is just a, a demo video that they put on YouTube to show some of the core features of it as well. Good stuff. All right. Excellent. Well, guys, that brings us to uh, the, uh, the last two resources I'm going to share, which um, these are things I have created. So each week I try to keep an eye out for awesome things on the internet that I've come across. And then each week I try to create some things myself. And so I've got two things to share this week. Uh, The first one is um, a Chromebook touchpad poster. All right. So let's explain where this one came about. So I've got um a session that I do on Chromebooks. Um you can probably guess the title. Uh well it's not quite it's, it's bit.ly slash Kurtz dash CB tips. It's like Chromebook tips. So that's the uh that's the uh, shortcut to the that's the short link to it. So uh, bit.ly slash Kurtz dash C B tips. And this is a um, uh, a training I do where um, I talk about how to make the most out of your Chromebook. So it's things like using the camera tool and offline access and accessibility tools and keyboard shortcuts and multiple desks and all kinds of stuff like that. Well, I did not have a section in there on touchpad gestures. And I thought, you know, I really should add that in. That was something I felt was missing. I I didn't really have that uh, in there. And so I figured, okay, take a little bit of time shouldn't take you too long. Just probably take a few minutes (laughs) and you can, you can add that in pretty easily. And it probably would have been a few minutes if I had stopped at just, you know, putting in what the different, touchpad gestures were. But I kind of got caught up in it and ended up creating a poster because <laughs> I thought, well, that would be helpful to have a poster. And so this is what came out of that. So this is my touch, my Chromebook touchpad tips poster. Um, and of course, it's all free. You're absolutely welcome <laughs> to this, you know. Um, and so what I've got here is a PDF version, a image for uh, version in PNG format, and then a Google Slides version as well. And you can open up any of these and, and download these, if you want to print it out, that's fine. If you want to, you know, just use it digitally, that's fine as well. But basically, what I've done is I'm showing with one finger, two fingers, three fingers, and four fingers the different gestures. So you know, with you know one finger, you know. You're moving the pointer, but with two, you're moving between pages. With three, you're switching tabs. With four, you're jumping between virtual desks. Uh, I could even demonstrate, you know, some some of these, you know, because uh, I got the Chromebook next to me. Or like, you know, if you're tapping, you know, one finger is a click. Two fingers are right click. Three finger taps that will open up a link in a new tab or it'll close a tab. You know, so there's a lot of things you may say. Well, I knew about the right click, but I didn't know about that. You know, and so it's really nice because again, we're talking about more and more schools are using Chromebooks for their students and more and more educators are using Chromebooks as a primary device or as a secondary device. And it's important that we are comfortable and that we feel competent with the tool that we're using. And so something like this, if this helps people to feel more comfortable with it, that's fantastic because the Chromebook touchpad is really nice. It's got a lot of really nice features uh, on there. Um, So again, um, you know, Uh, This is uh, available here on Control-Alt-Achieve. The link is, uh, of course, in in our our link document here. Uh, The PDF and the image format, of course, are just static images, so you can just download those. The the slides one is going to ask you to make a copy. And so when you do that, you'll actually get what would be an editable slideshow. And so in a case like this, you could make changes to this if you wanted to. And it's important, I I really wanna stress this, everything I share, I share under what's called a Creative Commons license, and I choose the one called attribution non-commercial. And so what that means is you're allowed to copy, distribute, adapt anything I share, as long as you give attribution, and don't charge for it. So basically keep it free and just make sure that there's a link that goes back to where it came from. But you're absolutely allowed, you don't have to ask permission. You're allowed to, to do that. That's how, I, you know, I think that's great. I'm, I'm all about sharing. I think that's important uh, that, that we can share stuff and, and people can build upon that. I've already had, I think, uh, at least two different folks have contacted me saying, would it be okay to make a version of this in a, in a different language? And I said, absolutely. And they already have done that. So if you make a copy of the, the Google Sh- Slides version, you can go in and you can actually change the text on here. If you need to make this into a different language or if there's other changes that you need to make to it as well. So that was one thing that that I wanted to share out. Uh, oh, seeing some good feedback in the chat there. Thank you guys. Uh, That's, that's fantastic. Uh, Let's see. uh, uh, Deborah is saying that she loves the poster. (laughs) That is great. I I appreciate that very much. Um, Let's see. uh, Andy was saying, what did you uh, use to make the poster? So actually, um, Andy, I did use Google Slides. Uh, This, this is the original version of it. It was created in Google Slides. Um, So, and then of course I made the PDF and the PNG off of that. Uh, So most of this um, comes from a couple of things. I mean, most of it is just, you know, boxes and text you know uh, but as far as the hands go i, I have a, I have a subscription to a service called flat icon uh, now you don't have to have a subscription to flat icon to take advantage of it but there's it allows me to be able to um, reuse things or it allows me to use things, um, without without any problem like I'm I'm, I'm allowed to uh, take these things and uh, I know the images and I'm allowed to use them in, in any project that that I want to do so I do I do pay for a uh, flat icon but you don't have to um there's actually um, a great extension an, an ad, great add-on sorry there's a great add-on and that's called icons for slides and Docs and that lets you access everything from flat icon that you can put into these so for example if I I go to extensions and I go to icons for slides and docs, and I go to start. This is going to pop up a panel that actually gives you access to flat icons. So if I came here and I typed in something like, you know, hand gestures, um, I'm going to get. You know, all of these. You know, there's 300 pages here at the bottom, and I can filter it a lot of ways. I would find eventually. I would find these hands. Now they weren't perfect. I did have to make some adjustments. So yes, there is some graphics editing here. I did do some graphics editing. Um, I use um, I use Snagit from 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 uh, from TechSmith for most of my graphics editing. So I did have to edit a few of these things because it wasn't there wasn't exactly one that had you know three fingers tapping. So I had to make some adjustments here and there. But nevertheless, that's that's how it was designed Was with the uh, resources from Flat Icon And then everything just built into all of the shape tools I used lots of shape tools and things like that Like if you really want to get fancy you, could, you, you can see, you can kind of zoom in And see what's going on here Like with the, uh, you can see with the three-fingered one There really wasn't one that had, you know, the 3 finger tap So I actually used <laughs> the shape with the arc There's a shape up here If you go into insert shapes, there's a uh, there's a shape that is uh, an arc, <laughs> and so I used the little arc shape, and I created the little three finger tap section of it <laughs> to add that on. So I, I, I definitely did some uh, some tweaking to this to get it to look uh, just right. But uh, nevertheless, <laughs> there there you go. So hopefully uh, hopefully that that uh, makes sense to everybody there. So uh, but again, awesome. Thanks guys. Thanks uh, Andy. I appreciate that uh, that you think that's awesome. that's great i really do appreciate that so um uh and if i missed any comments i i apologize i'm doing my best to keep an eye on them but i might miss some of those as as they come through there good stuff all right and that brings us to our final Final thing, and so again, feel free to share that. A final thing, hey, it's almost Thanksgiving. So um, I did a s- small update to my what I am thankful for turkey activity. Uh, this is one I created last year, but I gave it a little bit of a facelift this year, uh, cleaned up a few things, added a few more tips and tricks to it. Uh, but basically what this is, is a Google Slides activity where the student creates a turkey where each feather says what they are thankful for for Uh, and so basically uh, come in here to get a copy of the template Um, and once you get a copy of the template it's going to have the normal stuff you'd expect uh, some some directions here the first few slides explain basically you're going to copy a feather then you're going to paste it onto your turkey you're going to type in what you're thankful for and then you can rotate it and then you can move it into position and then you can push it back behind the turkey and there you go, you've got you've got your turkey. And of course, if you want to get fun with it, you can use moat to record your voice if you want to put in a recording saying what you're thankful for. And if you want to also change the colors, you certainly are allowed to change the text color or fill color if you want to make your turkey uh, what whatever color you might want to add in there. So So yeah, so basically I would come here, I would grab a feather, I would copy the feather, I'd come here to my turkey, I'd paste it in, Double click on it and say, What am I thankful for? Well, definitely my grandkids. I've got two grandkids, Gavin and Morgan, and just absolute lie to my life. So, yes, I could say my grandkids, and then I could, you know, move this into position. Then I can rotate it however I want. I can use the little little blue rotation button up there if I want to or you can use the Alt key with your arrows and that will also rotate it as well. Uh, But the point is get it where you want it and then push it back behind the turkey. You can do that using the arrange menu and the order option to send it backwards. I typically just use the control with the down arrow. I find that's faster for me. So control and down arrow, I imagine on a Mac, it probably be command, but a bunch of down arrows will push it behind. And there we go. And so again, little by little by little, if you keep doing that, eventually you're going to get your final turkey. So here's a- uh, here's a finished. I'm um, gonna find a finished example here. Ah, where's a good finished? There we go. So here should be a finished example. And so there's your turkey with all, all the things that you are thankful for. One of the new things that I added to this uh, this year was some instruction about what to do if you're having a hard time seeing on the screen um, your you know the the turkey and the feathers because maybe you're working on a small. Again, a Chromebook with like an 11-inch screen, you know, it may you, may you may get crowded pretty quick. And so I do have a blog post did a while back on how to maximize space inside of a Google slideshow. I won't run through all that right now, but the basics are things like the speaker notes. You are allowed to shrink up the speaker notes. You're also allowed to collapse the thumbnails over here on the side. the film strip on the side and you're also able to collapse the menus at the top and you can get a lot more space And you're still able to just use the scroll wheel to come here copy and paste Um, but you now you've got way more space to work on there so if there's so if the screen size is a is a limitation um, you can definitely take advantage of some of those things. Now, I can again show my menus and I can show the film strip again and I can, you know, bring up the speaker notes again. I've got a big screen, so I don't have that issue. But if you're working on something with a smaller screen, that can go a long way to help you. And again, of course, this is a totally free activity. You're absolutely welcome to copy it and use it however you want. If you want to make modifications to it, that is absolutely fine as well. I would love, though, to see what you guys create. So if your students do create something that you're able to share, please do uh, send that my way. I would certainly be uh, glad to see that. All right. Well, we are at the end of the EdTech links of the week. So I'm going to take another quick look over at the chat and see uh, if there's anything else uh, here. Uh, Beth had mentioned about the poster again. Thanks, Beth. I really appreciate that. And Peggy had some, what a cute turkey. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun, fun, fun activity. Well, good, good stuff, guys. Well, as we start to wrap up here. Uh, I will go ahead and uh, pop back up here and and just say thank you so much, guys, for for joining me. That takes care of our EdTech links uh, from Control Alt Achieve Live for this week. As always, you can get to these links at bit.ly slash CAA-live. Even though I haven't done the videos in the past, I went ahead and put the EdTech links of the week or the last several months as well because I have been doing the EdTech links of the month or excuse me, links of the week. I just had not uh, done the videos with them. So um, you can go back and see the earlier ones from earlier weeks as well as the blog posts that I did that give you all the details on those. But going forward, this is kind of an experiment tonight. This is the first time that um, I've done the Control alternative Live version of this. Uh, I'd love to get some feedback from folks on, on how, how that went, you how you thought it was that valuable i am going to post this you know video um as part of the blog post for this week. So when I do post up the blog post for the the, the links of this week, I'll put the video in there um, and we'll just kind of see. Uh, um, I, I enjoy doing this. I think it's a great way to go a little bit more in depth into these than I can do with just a simple tweet or even the blog post where I get to go a little bit more in depth. I feel this is a better chance to go more and I just love to get a chance to connect with folks. So uh, let me know your thoughts on it. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much for joining me tonight. And I do look forward to learning with you next time. Uh, Take care, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. Thanks so much.